starting over, we look really cool. We do. What's up, friends? Hi. Hello. Happy week till Halloween. Oh, my God. It's coming up so quickly. I'm super excited. We were just talking about how um, I've been leaning way more into the spooky gothic nature of myself in the last couple years. Well, let's see. To celebrate Scorpio season, you've painted your entire dining room black. Black. Yes. Yeah, it looks great. It was white before. Now it's black and it's amazing. It looks beautiful. It's so dark. Yeah. It's as dark as my I meant that as a compliment. I'm super into it. I'm very into it. Yeah, it makes our so we record in my dining room, which uh, Heather's dining room, which uh, is now I feel like uh, a more comfortable recording space now that it's painted black, and uh, I like that. It does, and we also we have now acquired headphones. We've recorded the first seventeen episodes of this podcast without any headphones, so now we can hear ourselves. We just fling in uh, a fly in, you know, by the seat of our pants. We didn't know what we sounded like. Now we do. You guys have no idea. These headphones are fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs> they were also $12. I was just about to These say are that. the fucking tightest $12 headphones anyone ever had. They I are. literally was just going to say, like, we're super balling with these $12 headphones. That is so professional. I, I will, you know, they're by a very legitimate audio company. They came highly reviewed on Amazon.com. Hey. So I think they'll work out. That'll do. I, I feel good. I feel yeah. really good. Yeah. The more gear I have on, the more professional I feel. Yeah. Cool. Um, so welcome to that sick episode 18. Octane. Octane. That's three sixes. That's definitely a power number. Three, oh, what a great three number Three sixes, is it? Really? Six yeah. plus six plus six, bitch. Oh, God. Hail Satan, and it's a spooky one. I didn't know you were so into numerology. I didn't know I was either. Oh, okay. right now. You just, uh, you're just so uh, on it with the, the Satanism, which I love it. Also, I just either say that's a power number or that's not a power number, like all of the time, regardless of what either, the number is. It either is or it isn't. Like, oh, that's a lucky number. Oh, that's a bad number. <laughs> so that's like episode 18. Uh, it's six, a bi week, 666, technically 666 episode. Um, if we ever fucking get to <laughs> the real 666. Oh my God. I don't know. <sighs> but uh, I don't know if there's 666 disgusting things to talk about. I really there are. How many years would that be of recording? Like, it adds up really tw- fast. 12 plus 13. Like, I, no, we're, that's never going to happen. I'm not Sorry, gonna, I'm not going to be alive that long. We're never. You're Aww. not going to be alive for 12 no. more years. Oh, I'm definitely not making 12 more years. Oh, that's not even. That's Bullshit. like. Yeah, no, that's like you, you're live like fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse. That's like you dying at like 47. Exactly. Before no. I start getting too turkey necky. Oh, my God. We've all discussed that. Like, I definitely am going to get the turkey neck uh, surgery if that happens to me. I, I'm not really for plastic surgery. And I'm like, I'm like, whatever. Would everybody do what you want to do? Plastic surgery is fine. Anybody, but like for me, I personally am like not all about like going under the knife if I don't have to. But if I get that fucking turkey, Nick, it's getting sliced off. Sliced, baby. I don't want no turkey, Nick. Okay. <laughs> so it's a bye week for me. I didn't have to do any research. And uh, Cool sports term. Um, yeah. Shut up. I'm so cool. 
cool uh cool story bro but we need to before we delve into our subjects this week which i really really want to know what they are um we have to talk about the sickest thing of the week so jb justine do you have anything disgusting oh i got a fucking nasty ass thing i saw this week and it was so gross made me want to throw up all over everything really you know what is so funny i love how like some weeks were like nah, we have nothing and then some weeks were like i have the most disgusting thing ever it's never like in between i feel for me something like uh, i gotta think about something that's kind of gross or i'll have like a sick thing in a good way and not a sick thing in a bad way yeah exactly i don't know whose life is that interesting that interesting things are happening to them every single week oh my god that's kind of the point though finn wolfhard we're, we're trying to we're trying to find the you know in the, the 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 interest in the mundane thank you god my words suck today i everyone has needed to complete my sentences for me today all day long it's all right that's i've fine. got a very colorful phrase in my description of my sick thing all right i'm so excited wait. what is it no Oh, your sick thing. Sorry. Yeah. I thought yeah, you yeah. I thought oh, you meant the topic. Talk about my topic. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. What's no, no, your no, sick thing of the week? JB, go at it. All right. So, as you know, I work at a local grocer purveyor. <laughs> and we uh, had a shipment of pet food come in that was damaged. Oh. And whatever. Most of us just stand in cans and stuff. And one of the grocery managers came walking up and he's like, do you, do you have a strong constitution? I'm like, Fuck yeah, I've got a strong constitution. <laughs> what what you got, buddy? Let me see. I, I host a podcast called That's Sick. I want to see it. And then and he's like, Oh, it smells bad, doesn't it? And I was like, Oh yeah, it does smell bad. And so I went to go pick up a can. He's like, No, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Oh God. And then he you know, I can't pick it up because I'm a little dainty girl, I suppose. So he picks it up. And there's fucking maggots crawling oh, out no! of it. Oh. And uh one of one of my coworkers in my department came out and he he wanted to know what all the hubbub was because I'm like screeching and I'm like, oh no, that's so sick. Oh, I'm going to fucking throw, like I'm really turning on the dramatics as always. Oh my God, that's so sick though. And I was like, David, this is like, it looked like if something was a corpse and it had a big pimple, what would happen if you popped a corpse's pimple because the maggots just were squirming out like corpse pimple juice. Oh my God, oh. Jamie, that's so fucking nasty. Thank I'm, you. I'm assuming... Uh, this is wet pet food? Yes. Okay. Wet pet food is gross, like, just in general. in general. It's so smelly, so gross. You open oh. it up, and it's got, like, that layer of, like, the jelly fat. Ugh. You know, it's like yeah. that yellow, like, gelatin. Ugh. And then you, like... It smells like nasty meat. And then you get some on your hand. Yeah. And, like, and it was, like, it was like, like, like the, the soft cup, like, peely kind. Oh, God. Ew. Yeah, so it was... Oh, it was gross. Yeah, but it was real gross. I wanted to throw up. Oh, there's so many Maggies. They were, like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Justine, can you top that? No, I can't. The sickest thing. Do you have a sickest thing? I do. Oh. I do. So, well, at first it was, at first it was um, my various coworkers discussing their, all the times their children had thrown up and they were having this like bonding session over it. And I was, and I was just like, having children is just ugh. sick in general. Well, you know, they, I mean, they were very good natured about no it. No offense. And then nothing. I, <laughs> and then I told them I was going to talk about it on the podcast. And now I have. The other thing though was I saw today, Someone on Twitter had shared an image of a, a feet loaf. What? Oh, I've seen that. What's yeah. a feet loaf? It's a meat loaf made to sh be sh like shaped like um two severed feet. Ew. It's gross. It's kind of cool. I like the onion toenails. Yeah, the onion toenails are the finishing it's, it's pretty touch. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love onions. <laughs> Ew, that sounds so gross. I it's don't probably want good. It. it probably tastes real good. Well, I'm sure it tastes good, but I don't want to eat a foot loaf. 
No, me neither. Uh, it's like before I, I've seen things where people make like I, I've Googled stuff that's like, oh, Halloween party, you know, platters and whatnot, where people will make like a spread that looks like a, a guy's like, you know, a skeleton's open chest. And there's like, you know, charcuterie pouring out as to look like the the awful you know, inside the organs and all that stuff. Um, I'm not into that very much. I was just like, oh, gross. What about the hot dogs that look like bloody fingers? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do not have a sickest thing in the week as far as I know. Um, I guess maybe the sickest thing that I've seen this week has been I've been getting more into watching classic horror films. And uh, those are kind of gross, like the various disgusting things in those. Uh, specifically, I've been watching The Shining and uh, shinning. the shinning uh copyright the shinning and or isn't that what they call it in the simpsons yeah yeah can't copyright that no that's why it's like you say the shinning because it's not copyrighted uh okay. that was the joke yeah that's i didn't the joke but they're like the, you mean the shi- no the shinning yeah the shinning that's what uh, oh sure but then i guess i guess my point was the simpsons own the shinning now oh yeah and then and that's then i um, also copy yeah willie so willie played the um I forget what that character's name was, but the other guy in The Shining that had The Shining, Willie played that character. Yeah, Willie had The the Shining. He got, like, murdered with the axe. Sorry, spoiler alert, for, like, a fucking 50-year-old movie by now. (laughs) Uh, But I just watched The the Shining for the first time, like, two days ago, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good, but it was very sick in many ways, and uh, it... Ugh, God, like... No, thank you. No, thank you to some of the some of the imagery. No, thank yes. you. Some of the imagery. Very polite. Yeah, but it was a good film, and Stephen King's ridiculous. Again, we're talking about Stephen King. Stephen King's Renaissance. Did he ever go away? No, but he's like totally having a re- Renaissance. He really right now. is. He's like, it, it, God, his properties are just like all up in my grill on every streaming service, and in the theater. Stephen eh. King in your face and in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I would like to do, does it matter, uh, friends, who goes first this week? I don't think so, really. Uh, I feel like, well. Or do you think? I think maybe I should go first. Okay. That's yeah. right. Because mine is in history. Oh, that's true. I guess we're going to progress through history. I love yeah. history. I love right. history. I'm so excited already. Okay. I'm cool with that. All right. Justine, take it away. Well, first, actually, I'm going to let JB reveal. Oh, the theme. I get the reveal? Oh, how yes. courteous. Well, because it's your idea. Oh, Aww. we are going to talk about one of my very favorite spooky mythical creatures Ooh. ever. Ooh, what? We are going to talk about motherfucking vampires. Oh, really? Vampires? Vampires. I love vampires. Cool. If any of you uh, listeners out there went to the University of Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. Like me and Justine. <laughs> Hello. I did not go. Heather did not go. <laughs> I'm not cool. But the University of Pittsburgh has the most ridiculous blow off class ever, which was actually way too much work for a blow off class. Well, that's the thing. They trick like they trick you into thinking it's a blow off class. And, and it's a fucking it's heavy lit class. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. There was a lot of literature. Oh, so oh, much yeah. reading. So no. much reading. The blow off classes. They're not blow off classes. They're like legit hard work. You learn things. They're just very focused like literature oh that you know that's true i took a king arthur course like an arthurian legend course at carlo and it was a shit ton of reading like we read like five books i read the once and future king like they're like okay now read this by next week i'm like what fuck (laughs) but okay oh but anyway uh pitt has this class called vampire blood and empire which i think anybody who kind of looked like they were 
maybe a weird person, their freshman advisor may, didn't make them take, but strongly encouraged them to take. Well, and beyond that, I, like every, I feel like everyone Almost I knew, everyone I knew took that class. Everyone I knew took that class by senior year. Wait, the uh, the the advisors encouraged you to take oh, this yeah, vampire oh, my, class. My freshman advisor took one look at me. He's like, oh, "You should probably take fr- uh, this vampire class. I oh. think you'd really like it." Oh, so they like oh. basically they judged right. you by I your blue appearance. hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think the rest of us, we just were like, "That sounds like a fucking cool class. Let's take it." Yeah, it was, and it. it was a cool class. Yeah, that's what I heard of it. It was legendary even to me, and I didn't even go there. It's a cool class. So uh, we're going to talk about some vampires. Yeah. Cool. So um, when Jen brought up the the theme, I immediately went to uh, Elizabeth Battery. Oh hell yeah, bitch! That, the you know the legendary, supposed alleged real life vampire that inspired Dracula. Alle- all, again, all allegedly. So. Um, I thought it was Vlad the Impaler that inspired oh. Dracula. I well, it was like a combination. True. Anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm and sure. it's all it's and it's all speculation. Anyway, so vampire lore is very deep and rich. It's very me- nuanced. Yeah. So I will say, as far as like classic vampire goes, this is this is probably like on the outskirts of it. But she did sick stuff, and her life was interesting. So. Um, so is that who you're going to talk about? Yes. Yay! So, all real vampires today. Yeah, real. These are real vampire stories. That's the best kind. Yeah, because that's extra sick. Because it's like you know it happened. Ooh, I'm so excited. This is like um, this is uh oh, this is perfect. All right, continue. Keep going. This is like spookycation. Yay! <laughs> so I first learned about Elizabeth. I'm okay. First of all, um, I had to look up the pronunciation of a ton of the names in here because they're all Hungarian. And mm-hmm. I don't speak Hungar- Hungarian, obviously. Oh, you don't? No. <laughs> oh, ugh, I know. Crap. I know. Fucking pleb. <laughs> I'm getting kicked out of the podcast. Um, so I used I used a website called Forvo.com for teach to teach me how to pronounce all this stuff, and I'm probably gonna butcher it anyway. So um, just try your best. Well, yes. Yeah, so what okay. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is try my best, and then probably switch to anglicized versions of the names. Okay. As I go, because otherwise it's gonna be way too distracting. So, Countess. Erishabet Bachery. That's how you pronounce it in Hungarian. I will be calling her Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, allegedly tortured and murdered up to 650 victims in her life. In her short in her short life. No, 650. Short Sorry, life? Sorry, buddy. How, are, she died when she was 53-ish. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. she was not that old. No. 600 over? Yes. Well, alleg- again, allegedly. Alleg- yeah. So I'm going to say this a lot like, you know... One, she so she lived. She was born in um fifteen sixty. So there are, on the one hand, there are some very, very, very good accounts of what I'm about to describe, like the, in the Budapest City Archives, like transcribed from testimony. But then on the other hand, there's a lot of it that is like myth and legend and hearsay. It happened so long ago that people aren't necessarily record keeping this kind of thing. Right. So some of so some of this is very well recorded and then some of it is not. So we're gonna just kind of leave it there. So she has inspired numerous horror and vampire stories, including a short story written by the Brothers Grimm. I could not find the name of the short story, but there you go. Um and may also have indirectly inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula by way of another short story. So, <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God! 
God. That was that was an awesome part. That I'm sounded sorry. terrifying on the headphones. It did. It sounded like I was a actually like I was afraid for a second. There's a monster inside of me and it came out. I'm like I thought I thought like I don't a even, spike seltzer. I don't even know what I thought. It sounded like the Loch Ness monster. Continue. Anyway. So I'm also gonna point out, um, so like I said, there's a lot like there's some like we know for sure and then some we don't know for sure. And even to that point, um, I know it's a, like a kind of source of debate as to whether she even did any crimes. I know there's some scholars who believe that it was a total setup um, by the patriarchy because she was a strong woman in charge. Um, so I don't know how prevailing that theory is. There are many other scholars who are like, no, yes, she definitely killed people in very gross ways. Anyway, my point is... <laughs> Um, we're here to focus on the gross stuff today. Yeah. So we're not going to worry too much about the debate of... Who cares if it's true? Just enjoy the yes. nasty. Right. Uh, so she was born in Hungary in the year 1560, and her family was kind of a big deal. They pretty much ran Transylvania, and yeah. one of her uncles was the king of Poland. And uh, she grew up in a castle in Echid, Hungary, where it's said that her later violent tendencies were informed by witnessing really horrible things, like... For example, seeing a man accused of theft, tortured and executed by being sewn into the stomach of a dying horse. What? There's your tauntaun joke. What? Sewn into the stomach of a dying horse. Yes. That's super nasty. Like, that's a... Ooh. And... Ooh. And if you remember the episode... Some Caligula shit. Yeah, right? Well, if you remember the episode where we talked about medieval torture, you can kind of imagine what other sorts of things she might have seen growing up. Because uh, yes. that's, she was growing up and that's when and these those kinds of punishments were commonplace. So, And she had noble blood, so she probably like, you know, had some uh, inbred uh, like <laughs> crappy genes. Yes, actually, yes. Her, oh, her family... Right. Yeah, no, actually her... Yes, her mother and father were... Uh, I didn't I didn't look to see there's there was like a family tree on one of the sites that I referenced. I didn't look to see exactly like which cousins. It's not like they're first or even second cousins. Like you had to go back a couple generations, but they definitely had like maybe like a great or great, great grand person in common. Yeah. Her mom is like her mother. That's and generally fine. Right? That's, yeah. That's yeah. Generally so, pretty dilute by then. Well, but I think there was, but I think it was like a long-standing tradition of like. Anyway, both her parents were botcheries, like by birth. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Just different branches of the family. Okay. It's also said that members of her family introduced her to Satanism and/or witchcraft. Ooh, tight. Yeah, neither of which are considered to be bad things in this room. Yeah. No. We, um, but in 16th century, great. but in 16th century Europe, those are pretty bad things to be mixed up in. We're all for it. Yeah. Back yeah. in then, it was like the Malleus Maleficarum was going strong, right? Yeah, it was like I know was, that AFI song. It was ah, like, do you know what, what that actually is? The Malleus Maleficarum is the witch hunters like guide. Oh, okay, it's a book. It's basically like this is what the witch hunters uh use to you know, um. Uh, what do you call inquisit? Not Spanish Inquisition, but um, you know, give them the third degree. Gave the witches the third degree and then dunked them in the water and all that. Yeah, burned them at the stake and all that good shit. Bad shit. Bad shit. All right. Anyway, so as a child of the Hungarian aristocracy, uh, Elizabeth was very, very well educated. Um, she could speak Latin, German, and Greek in addition to her native Hungarian. 
Um, and due to her family, she had incredibly high social standing among the nobles. And when she was married at age 15 to Count Ferenc Nadezhdi, who I will hereafter anglicize as Franz, he took her name because she was so much higher up the ladder than he was. Oh, that's pretty. Hell oh. yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. So at this time, there's a war going on between Hungary and the Ottomans, and Franz was often away fighting. And before long, Elizabeth was basically running Nadezhdi Castle, all of their estates, and overseeing the health and well-being of the people who lived in the villages, which is pretty ironic. Uh, she's like the the boss at home, and it, but it's ironic. You're saying it's ironic because she like murdered people. Yeah, so. she was overseeing the health and well being <laughs> of these people. That is ironic. I believe in the true way, not in the Alanis Morissette way. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, I read I so as we're gonna keep like zooming through her history here, uh, Elizabeth gave birth to her first child in 1585 at the age of 25, which is actually pretty old. Uh, old ass that. maid. Yeah, well, I mean, she got married at 15, so. But I huh. think because Franz Christ. was away, probably because Franz was away at war so much, I'm guessing, is yeah. why it took so long. Well, when you die when you were 28 on average, yeah. you know. Um, she went on to have several more children over the next decade and a half. Um, and so it turns out that even though Elizabeth and Franz's marriage was entirely political, they did have cruelty in common as he was known to kick around the heads of Turkish soldiers he had killed. Ew! And dance with their corpses. What? Yes. Before or after the heads were cut off? Uh, probably both. Yeah. He's Why not? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and it's also said that Franz participated in some of her early torture, although her sadistic t- methods apparently ramped up after his death in 1604 when she moved to Chochtiksi Castle, in which is now Slovakia. Was everybody just really brutal back then? Like, well, I mean, sounds very I brutal. Think, I think that's like that's part of it. You know, like we were saying earlier that she grew up witnessing. Yeah. Um, that you kind of brutality. Mm hmm. It's like video games. And then if you also consider like, <laughs> you know, maybe if the nobles truly believe that they're like more human and that these peasants are less human. Yeah. You know, I there may have been some of that going around. Anyway, who can say? Or oh, she was God. just you know, fucking evil. Who knows? The peasants are less human. That's so rude. We're the modern day peasants. Right. We're the peasants. True. So. In between Franz's death in 1604 and 1610, young girls from nearby villages started to go missing. A a lot of them. Oh, God. Never good. At first, they were peasant girls who had gone to the castle to work as servants. And when they would disappear, their families didn't have any pull to do anything about it. Um, But after some time, uh, Elizabeth kind of ran out of (laughs) peasant daughters to take advantage of um and so she moved on to luring the daughters of lesser nobles claiming to offer them a place to learn court etiquette and it's also said she may have resorted to kidnapping girls who refused to go to the castle due to the rumors that were now spreading so word is out like yeah like that people are disappearing we don't yet know what's going on not for sure no there's rumors there's rumors that people are talking everybody Mm -hmm. tell yeah and like and it like it got to the point where like before people would like these girls would go willingly because it was such a great opportunity. And then it became, oh, you like, don't go there. Uh, Yeah. Like I yeah. haven't seen Mary in a while. Yeah. yeah. Where the fuck's she been? <laughs> so so once she had moved on to victimizing daughters of, you know, lesser nobles. So, you know, less still still not as important as her, but people that maybe were m- bound to be noticed, like more noticeable that they were missing. Yeah, yeah. 
um, eventually. Like, that's why prostitutes get killed. You right. know, mm-hmm. like vagrants, sure. like hobos get yep. killed. Because yep. nobody goes looking for them. This yep. is the second time you brought up uh, murdering hobos in two weeks. Oh, it's uh, true. Uh, no comment. Ugh. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so eventually the rumors got bad enough that King Matthias of Hungary ordered an investigation led by um, Georg Torzo, or George. Georg who also happened to be related to Elizabeth. I could not find out exactly how. I feel like I remember reading somewhere that he was her uncle, but then somewhere else it looked like he was younger than her, which doesn't mean that he can't be her uncle. I'm just not super clear. Okay. Anyway. No worries. It's fine. Um, Long story short, the investigation yielded the discovery of at least one corpse and over 300 witnesses to Elizabeth's bad habits. 300 witnesses, but only one corpse. Well, because when I say only one corpse, only one corpse when they initially raided the castle. Okay. Were they all hidden in the basement, John John Wayne Gacy style? This this is one of the things where it's not super clear because it happened so long ago. Right. So I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. So here's what they found. I was only joking anyways. <laughs> anyway, it's really, this is really bad. So we already did that medieval torture episode. So mm-hmm. I've already like horrified you with all those descriptions of, you know, gross ways like to torture pears. and kill people. Yeah. When I was, re- this somehow felt worse when I was researching it. Uh, maybe oh, it's God. because it was like about a specific person who had been doing it. I don't know. Because anyway, and also because these are all like young girls that this was happening to. Like, so between the ages of like 10 and 14. Oh, my God. It's really, really horrible. So it's like, dude, I just got my period and now I have to deal with this. So, yeah. So as I, you know, (laughs) as we get all morbid about this, you know, these were these were real girls who lived, you know, what, 500 plus years ago. And what happened to them is really, really terrible. Yeah. So. The corpse found in the initial raid was of a girl whose hands had been burned and breasts bitten after being accused of stealing a pair. Oh, okay. And now see, now the second bullet has, is already um is already contradicting what I said before. I guess they f- saw more than one corpse because the next bullet says one of the men involved in the raid later recounted seeing girls corpses everywhere. They looked many with no eyes or arms. Oh, the same man remembered seeing dogs running around with corpse pieces in their mouths Ugh. due to being buried in shallow graves on the castle grounds. Oh, I mean, so this might have been um, them going through the castle after the initial raid. So when George Torzo yeah. like, went in and like was like arresting you. Yeah. I think they found one dead body then, but I think they found more after that. So this is interesting because I actually never I didn't really know that she got found out like she really yep. she got like, oh, in yeah. trouble. Yes. And we'll so, get to that. OK. Yeah. So was she actually bathing in the blood? We'll get to that, too. OK, cool. Yeah. I mean, blood definitely factors into this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we didn't even get to the vampiric part. Blood. Well, OK. And it's kind of what I was trying to say before. And I'll reiterate it now. It's like tenuous. It's tenuously related to vampires. It's very tenuous. Well, because she didn't inspire a lot of vampire she did. lore. That's true. Yeah. Um, people tend to um, romanticize her now as like a vampire figure. Yeah. Um, but her actual actions are like it's te- tenuous. Yeah. But we'll we'll get there. There's some blood play. Oh yeah. Blood play. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> it's a fucking thing, dude. I'll be a prude. I'm. <laughs> she was murdering people. Well, I mean. No, her prude. blood play is is sick, nasty, but she's being a prude about blood play in general. Uh, All right. Anyway, Christ. let's get back. Let's get back. 
So during the trial, witnesses described seeing or even participating in the following methods of torture and execution. Tying up victims and stabbing them with scissors and needles or beating them until they literally turned, quote, black as charcoal. Oh, so she this was just her personally doing these beatings. Um, no, actually, a lot of this stuff was um, her servants doing ordering. this stuff at her like her or yes, her ordering them to do these things. Some of these things she did herself. Um, a lot of them were it was her ordering like like she had like a small inner core of like her most loyal servants and they were the ones who carried out a lot of like a lot of the brutality god complicit as fuck they're like the oh, yeah. Ivanka and like don jr well because they knew because they knew if they, they if they didn't she would do the same to them she had no choice yeah oh. they, they knew that they would instead they would get beaten and tortured and murdered so oh, christ yeah it was real not, sophie's choice there fellas bad situation <laughs> All right. Um, cutting into their fingers and the and veins of their fingers with scissors. Ooh. Shoving hot pokers into noses and mouths or applying it to the feet. I did not see this written down specifically, but I'm pretty sure the hot pokers went into other places too. Their bum bums. And the, the other physically their vaginas. I'm I'm just I'm gonna connect the dots there. Bum bums and their vaginas. Physically just say physically ripping apart someone's mouth with her bare hands. So that's something she did. What? Uh, One of the witnesses testified to seeing her reach into a girl's mouth with her hands and physically rip it apart by pulling at the corners of the mouth. That's goddamn chimpanzee strength. I was just gonna say, what is she? King Kong? Literally. God. Snipping into the skin between the fingers. So, like the little webs. webs. Ow. She just, what? So Psycho. sadistic, bitch. Yes. She was she a sadistic is. bitch. Um, burning genitals with lit paper or candles. Oh, my genitals. Biting victims sometimes until they died. Biting them. Bite she it, just biting really liked them. to bite people. Yes she, yes, she loved to bite people. So there's very, that's very vampire yes. of you. She loved, she loved to bite people and really very often like on their breasts and like the very soft parts of their bodies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cooking and eating her victim's flesh. Oh, she domered it too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she did that. Um, also, for, and also forcing her servants to eat human flesh. Yes. Oh man, really? Or, or forcing victims to eat other victims' uh, flesh, etc. Sick. Here's here's one: chaining victims to the wall and force feeding them to fatten them up and increase their blood volume so that they had more to bleed. Sick. Because, yeah. She needed that blood, man. She needed that blood to stay young. Allegedly. 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 (laughs) One victim was forced to strip flesh off of her own arm. Flaying herself. What? Mm -hmm. Ooh. uh. Um, Victims were forced. She's the original Ramsey. Oh. Ramsey Bolton. Victims were forced into small cages filled with spikes. So... It's kind of garden variety torture. Stabby, stabby all over. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> this this one I thought was really crazy. What? Lighting explosive place explosive placed between the legs. In in the crotch? Like or just it, like between the legs. 
I, I, it wasn't clear. I'm assuming in the Putting crotch. Putting like, an M80 up your hoo-ha. Is that what we're saying? Putting it, it didn't say inside them. It said lighting explosives placed between the legs. That's what it said. Use your imagination. I Ooh. that that sounded pretty crazy to me. Did they have M80s? I don't think they had M80s. I think they had like fireworks type stuff. Yeah, Gun dynamite. Yeah. I don't fucking know, well, guys. I mean, they weren't in China. Chinese this people is, have had those for centuries. Six. This is the. This is like basically like the year sixteen oh nine. God. Either way, like this is. She's just like. She's more than I thought. I didn't know it was this much like torture. Oh, like, yeah. I thought it was like you always hear about she bled people in the bathtub and she was in the bathtub and just languishing in this blood bathtub. No, she she was. I mean, it's so what, what's interesting is that that part of the story is most likely made up. What? Oh, that part of the story is most likely not so true. So the sicker stuff, honestly, what arguably so, I would say the sicker stuff is the truer stuff. So, well, so what I'm recounting right now, this is what was recorded in testimony by the witnesses. Yeah. That were that, you know, were found during the investigation and all all of this that I'm listing out now. Um, I I believe because I had to get this from like secondhand sources because I don't read Hungarian <laughs> um, in the Budapest city archives. How so, dare you so not? this is so this is like yeah so the bathing in blood is is like some of the myths that arose after her death but I'm gonna get to that in a second okay. I have two more gross things she did what pouring water over victims outside in the freezing cold killing them as ice statues what oh my god <laughs> what that's like that's reminding me of like the chronic what calls of Narnia like that's basically like making me think of like uh the um the land of Narnia and like turning those people into statues the 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 ice queen turning people into statues she literally legit did that too apparently good oh my god here's one more you're gonna like this one. Oh, cool uh because you've brought it up before oh Covering victims in honey and leaving them to be attacked by ants and wasps, Ooh. a.k.a. scaphism. Scaphism. We yeah. have talked about that before. Which yeah. the Virgo upstairs taught us about way back in episode whatever episode that was. Like, like three or two, something but like I don't that. Know. It was like forever ago. She did that. Yeah. That. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know, did she come up with all of these sadistic ideas herself? So that's actually, that's a good question. Really? Um. So, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, well, one. She grew up seeing a lot of gross stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's certainly possible that she was replicating some things she saw growing up. It's certainly, you know, I, I'm sure she came up with some of it herself, seeing as she clearly enjoyed it so much. Yeah, um, she did it so fucking much. I her, mean, I mean, yeah. her, her husband was also sadistic. He, he may have taught her things or she taught him things. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll be just all in all, it sounds like a pretty terrifying like family to <laughs> be around cruel um, nobility so um throughout all of this um and so like, during during the testimony during the trial throughout all of this was an undercurrent of witchcraft and satanism um so most of the witnesses claimed that the blood of the victims was used in various rituals and one witness claimed to have seen elizabeth sitting on the devil's lap <gasps> and that elizabeth had forced yes. this witness to have sex with the devil who is apparently very well endowed. Oh, well, that's nice. This, so this is also written down in the testimony. I <laughs> find it. All- <laughs> so this- maybe take the testimony. So with the great- great, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. 
I ah. made her have sex with the devil, and he he's oh got boy, a he nice dick. That's like basically what she said. Oh apparently. my god! Yeah. Well, I mean, what <laughs> would you expect Satan himself to have? That's true. Like, you think Satan has a little wiener? No, of course not. No, Satan's gonna. Oh god! So let's stop right there. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of like to go back to what we were talking about before, the one persisting myth that isn't really part of any official testimony is that of her penchant for bathing in her victim's blood to preserve her youth. Yeah. Most of those stories originated at least a full century following her death. Oh, wow. So that's where that's kind of where the myth thing comes in. Um, Most likely people were maybe speculating uh, why. Because, I mean, it's pretty clear that she's clearly sadistic, clearly enjoyed hurting people enjoyed drawing blood you know blood like lots of blood involved so they were maybe possibly speculating as to why um and uh some so and some like scholars who you know study her and have written papers on her uh they they see it as kind of like a of almost like very kind of sexist reading of her history because of this idea that, well, you know, of because she was a woman, of, of course, she was obsessed with youth and beauty. I, so, yeah, of course, yeah. she could have no reason. Yeah. She couldn't just be a sick fuck. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. She's um, obsessed with her looks. Mm-hmm. She has to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because, of course, because men write the history books. I mean, duh. duh. Yeah, so it's it's unlikely that she bathed in blood. Yeah, because you know what? I don't know if y'all guys knew, but like blood congeals very fast mm-hmm. and it just turns into like a gigantic like blob, like a mass. Like yes. And I'm not solid. sure what their anticoagulants were like back then. Yeah, they didn't have them. No. Like they didn't have them at all. So it's basically you would just be like sitting in a giant blood clot. Like ladies, you all know. Just imagine that times a thousand. Yeah, no. Ew, gross. Yeah. You all know what you know. Not, uh, wait, uh, okay, I don't want to see ladies. I want to say people who menstruate. You all know, right? Um, so only one accomplice refused to testify against Elizabeth, and as a punishment, her eyes were gouged out, <gasps> her breasts were cut off, and then she was burned at the stake. Oh shit! The remaining accomplices who did comply with testimony were tortured or executed anyway. Oh. Variously by having their finger, fingers pulled off, beheading, or being buried alive. Damned if you Ugh. do. Damned if you don't. Well, I'd yeah. say getting fucking beheaded is the best choice you got oh, there. Oh, yeah. That was like... But they still got tortured anyway, beforehand. Oh, it's like... Well, well it's the 1600s. Fingers. Oh. Yeah, just fucking chop off my head and be done with it, man. <laughs> so, so kind of to go back to, like you said before, Heather, you didn't know that uh, that she had ever like had any consequences for her actions. Yeah. So um, this whole time, this trial that was being held, um, Elizabeth wasn't actually on trial. I think it was more of a trial to determine what had happened. It, like like a like the Mueller report. So basically, <laughs> because um, investigation, Elizabeth was extremely extremely powerful so at this point um franz had died so she controlled everything like everything that was hers and his is all hers the king of hungary so king matthias actually owed her tons of money and so there is just there's like a lot of political ramifications um so some people say that the charges were trumped up because the king wanted to get out of paying her back I would not. uh, I don't disbelieve that. um, And then other and then I think other people think that um, because, you know, Torzo, George Torzo 
was related to her and and because she was such like a you know a, an important member of society at the time um they wanted to avoid they wanted to avoid the scandal of bringing her to trial um kind of besmirching the Batory name etc so she she was never um she she, uh, she wasn't executed so she was not executed um, I don't, and I don't think she's ever actually formally charged, but she was sentenced to house arrest for the rest of her life. Oh, so that boo. was that Just was a compromise. Keep doing what she's been doing. No, um, no, she was bricked up what? in a room in her castle at Choctaxi. She was like cask of the Amontillado. Pretty much, she was she was um, she was bricked up and and didn't have face to face contact with anyone. Oh, she was in solitary. Yes. Oh, there were okay. like small slits. Well, that is in the torture. brick to mm-hmm. surpass her um, food, um, and and I think she like she could I think people could come and like maybe you know maybe talk to her or she could like pass letters out. But she was in there for three years before she died sometime in sixteen fourteen. What of like fucking pneumonia? Because like Jesus, unclear. Yeah, it was the sixteen hundreds. That's when people died. Yeah, I mean she lived till fifty something. So I mean yeah. I feel like that was a a pretty good for that time period yeah honestly that it was before antibiotics so there you go so that's uh that's that story cool well yeah that was awesome i learned some stuff i did not know yeah. I, um, I had previously believed the uh the bathing in the virgin's blood uh lore yeah honestly that's like all you hear about that that's the long and the short of it really i didn't hear about mm-hmm. any of the other like freezing people to death into statues was like pretty rad i enjoyed that part quite a bit that's sick so i'm gonna um right now i'm gonna plug um it's a novel so it's it's, it's a fictionalized account of her story um mm-hmm. and also blended with a contemporary story it's extremely like I, I'm not gonna say it's like good literature at all. Is it like historical fiction type of deal? Yeah, it's okay. historical fiction. Um, but it does use like you know it, it uses the the true like the real like sources and testimony. It, it's very well researched. It's also very clearly like um dramatized. A lot of ho- like holes filled in and like mm-hmm. speculation made. So I would not read it as like a true history. But the reason why I'm recommending it is because it is sick. As- fuck sweet it is a sick 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 read i can't even like you thought this was gross Mm -hmm. like you thought this was disturbing yeah this book will like i mean and that's why i'm recommending it what's the d what's called it's called give me a second i'm excited it's called the blood countess and it's written by andre kudrescu cool i came out in the mid 90s i think Sounds so, like uh, I, I highly, good. I highly recommend it if you just want to read something about her that is just, just full of just like gross thing after gross thing after horrifying thing. I it's think I just, do. Well, there you go. I might read that. Recommend. Actually. That sounds awesome. Yep. Sweet. Thanks. You're welcome. That was great. Yay. Yeah. Okay. So, JB, it is now your turn. So you have hinted that you're going to bring this into the modern age. I'm going to bring it into the modern age. All right. I'm sorry, my friends, for all my lighthearted friends out there. Why? Because vampires are real. What? Uh They're real. They're out there. They walk amongst us. They walk amongst us. Are they afraid of garlic? Uh, some people don't like garlic. It's fine. Mm. I mean, I personally think you're a monster if you don't like garlic, but <laughs> yeah. what you going to do? Um, well, so there's like 
kind of the gothic, fancy, Anne Rice, New Orleans lifestyle type vampires out there just like walking around with parasols, pretending they're allergic to the sun, mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm a vampire. Those people exist. Can't I'm sorry. It's JB fine. do the jerk off motion. I think being goth is cool. So I'm I'm really not hating, but I'm just saying that that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. No posers. Um, no posers. This is real vampires. Exactly. And then there's the people who are like kind of interested in blood play for doing kinky sex stuff. So blood play is like actually like cutting yourself and like, you know, which, rubbing her. I'm, I'm making gestures, which is me putting my tongue out and like just rubbing weirdly. Like biting each other and sucking yeah, the blood. And cutting and drinking blood but whatever you can do whatever you do that's to between two two or more consenting adults is fine but i'm just saying and be, that, and it's, make sure you're tested for blood bone pathogens but uh yeah whatever it's fine that's i don't i don't give a shit i'm also not talking about that okay um, not talking about that i'm not talking no i'm i i don't care about people who are doing this for fun mm-hmm. no and then there are also if any of you have watched the uh, What We Do in Shadows uh, TV show. What We Do in the Shadows. What yeah. We Do in the Shadows. It's Thank so, you. So it's very brilliant. It's very which, good. Which actually introduced me to a different kind of vampire. The uh, the emotional vampire. The psychic yeah. vampire. Yeah. Like where you suck people's emotional energy. And in in modern vampire uh, communities, uh, a psi vampire, uh, the emotional vampires. that a feed psi? A, like, yeah, PSI. Oh, oh, PSI. I thought yeah, you were like saying that, like acai. Yeah, that's like what the I thought. fruit. No. Oh, okay. Like this blueberry acai, truly. No. Um, <laughs> not no, the no. fruit. Not the, not the super berry. And they, they feed <laughs> off of like your life force and your psychic energy. They make you feel like real shitty. Like they just drain because they just feed off of your. I'm not, I'm not talking about them either. They're kind of like dementors. They <laughs> feed your happiness. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just to bring it into another fandom. Yeah, it'll just make us look so cool. No, I want to talk about actual real life motherfucking blood drinkers. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Who are these people? Who are They're these vampires? Really um, well, most of them, they like to call themselves sanguinarians. All right. Which I think is a fucking fantastic word. That is. This is like a, a an identity. Yes. Sanguinarians uh, or sanguine vampires. Okay. Um, the term sanguinarian comes from the Latin word sanguinarius, which means bloodthirsty. Oh, Christ. Ooh. Uh, uh, most of the information that I was able to find uh, was cited over quite a few different sources. It was from a study done by John Edgar Browning in 2009 on a real life vampire community in New Orleans called the uh the New Orleans Vampire Association. Oh. Yeah, he he is someone who his, basically his entire academic career has been based on uh vampire lore. Do they call themselves Nova? They do. Ha. Have you have have you heard of this? No, I just put the acronym together yeah. in my brain. You're so smart. Eh. Um so he estimates that there are probably about 50 vampires in most major u.s cities what mm-hmm. and about five thousand nationwide okay so i have many questions i don't know if you're gonna oh like, are, you're i mean gonna I, still, an- I still got more stuff to go yeah you're gonna answer a bunch of these questions but like Hopefully. uh <sighs> these people they feed off of other people's blood are the other other victims willing 
are there people are there vampires that pray actually like they just like to drink other people's blood which i would like to say is not good for you you should not drink blood it's actually not good for you i will get to both of those points okay do you have more mm, uh, uh, not right now but okay probably future yes all right my first thought of course is should i be scared should we be frightened? Should I be scared? Is there something to be worried about should, here? Should I be worried? I'm not scared. You're not. You're. You got bones of steel. No, my blood just tastes like garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're just not hydrated properly. That too. That's Maybe you just don't have true. the right blood type. Some blood types are tastier than others. Are we going to learn which ones? No, it just says some people prefer that blood oh, type like a does factor into taste but... oh like true blood oh i don't really like the o negative yeah you know? i personally have a uh ab positive universal receiver oh is that what you have yeah i have uh o, po- o positive oh you got you got some common shit i'm yeah i'm rare i'm a something or other i can never remember my mom knows so you're like medium common mm. but no don't be scared kids don't be scared modern vampires are civilized and all donations are done by either a verbal or a written contract. Generally, I mean, obviously, there's you know wild screws running around, but so it's, it's like consenting, it's cons- it's all consensual. Like in what we do in the shadows, like the vampires will have a familiar that will allow them to drink off of them. Is that what this is? Sort of, but no, it's it's not like what we do in the shadows. Oh. It's it's not it's not Guillermo. Unfortunately, no. Um, most most donors are friends or intimate partners. Although some some donate uh to make some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, a donor is actually often called a black swan vampire. What? Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a word that they use in the community. Not a familiar. They're no. black swan vampires because they're they're willing to give up their blood. I guess I don't know why they say black swan vampire. I just I like it. Uh, the the, uh, the Natalie Portman sta- status. <laughs> um, it's just high. That's high praise to be akin to Natalie Portman. That is that's true. So both both donors and sanguinarians are screened for diseases at a blood donation center or a health clinic. Good, good. I was just gonna. Oh my I told God. you, girl. I'm getting this to your question. Whole time, I'm like, come on, bloodborne pathogens. I mean, there are just so many diseases that you can get from like drinking other people's blood. There are okay, and so, they, yeah. so they they do try to do this all on the up and up, and obviously even doing the screening at the the clinics or a blood donation center. It doesn't screen for every single bloodborne pathogen that you can get, but it does screen for most of the common ones. Yeah, and obviously the most of the most deadly ones. I've donated plasma before, and they ask you about all of them like they're they're so thorough they're like have you been out of the country where have you gone do you have Crutzfeld Jakob disease like all of these like, questions uh, I don't think so I mean yeah I hope not because I'm gonna die they're like literally so if they're pulled through that rigmarole which I think they probably are if like I mean because if you can donate blood I mean I've gotten rejected for donating blood so many times. Because you got tattoos within the last... I was going to say, I've been tattooed. And my dental implant, and then there was times where, like, my blood pressure is just really... I don't even have high blood pressure, but I always get high blood pressure whenever I have to donate. I get all stressed out about it. Yeah, Um, well, that's... that. I mean, that can happen. All right, so the blood is clean, you know, assuming. Yeah. And so how do they get the blood? Usually the the donations are done with with medical equipment. Oh, so they like just like phlebotomy. Exactly. Yeah. So with syringes, IVs, lancets, scalpels, scalpels. 
scalpels scalpels whatever i can't pronounce things <laughs> um scalpel uh sometimes they store it in a vial with or in a bag with anticoagulants if they have extra and but sometimes the vampire does drink directly from the source Ugh. uh actually uh browning who who did this uh study he he was a fucking team player dog he he uh, he was a donor for somebody in the community and what they did was uh they they cleaned everything up and he had his back cut open mm. they, they tried to pick an area that's not going to scar too badly mm-hmm. so they they cut open his back and the vampire just like just lapped at his his back wound ew yeah. now is this um is this a sexual thing for some people it is some people it isn't yeah it's it's not inherently do, yeah oh my gosh do these people have an iron deficiency yeah some, some people do some people don't that's a good question justy because like yeah there's various reasons i'm people just do i'm just feeding. trying to think what would compel yeah. one to want to do like to the craving this. to yeah. taste blood which does taste like like you're licking a penny yeah. you know literally it's this so metallic so i'm crafting the story that you're asking the questions i want you to ask right when i'm about to get through the answers yes, yes. okay because literally my next note was <laughs> why are they drinking blood uh, why yeah it's why? like they're not undead monsters then why clearly why they don't control of their actions why are they doing this yeah another resource i found was the Atlanta Vampire Alliance, which uh, defines vampires as individuals who cannot adequately sustain their well-being without the taking of blood or life force from another being, oftentimes a human. They cannot sustain their life force. Um, I fail. I, I have a hard time believing that. Just, I well, I mean, whatever people define things the way they need to define them. <sighs> They're not hurting anybody, whatever. It's... Yeah. Uh, but from, from Browning's research, most sanguinarians discovered that they had this need in adolescence. Uh, normally, they'd be experiencing some kind of physical malady, headaches, achiness, extreme fatigue. That's when the iron deficiency first manifested. When and, they got their periods and they started bleeding out all they their had no iron. Idea was go- and, and they accidentally would drink it amount in blood. Like maybe they had a nosebleed or a bad cut or they split a lip and they felt better after they did that. Oh, so the blood was like, oh, I tasted that blood and it made things better. And I felt so good because, you know, they're teenagers and teenagers are lunatics oh my god i would never go back to being a teenager is the worst it's not your fault teenagers like you'll i get it we will outgrow it it's fine i cannot emphasize enough it is not your fault like you're but you are crazy and it's not your fault oh yeah first of all yes it's not your fault everything you're feeling is this valid and not valid at the same time and it's okay and i'm very sorry oh i'm sorry it sucks oh my god i would never go back i spent i spent so much time just like sobbing so the much crying ha- yeah having so many feelings just, oh just, my God, intense, all the just feelings. feeling so intensely that peaks no and valleys one, no one understood yeah oh this my god day. this is the worst day all in 10 minutes so many yeah so many it's, peaks and it's valleys not, it's not so your, intense it's not your fault guys teens just do, keep on doing what you're doing it does it's, it's fine it's cliche but it does get better oh, i swear, I love swear. you, you I just love gotta you get teens i'm sorry teens yeah. okay where were we anyway so because most of them are teenagers and that happens so they conclude there's the blood that revitalized them clearly that's the only 
That's they, the only answer. They associate one with the other. So. I felt good after I drank blood, so blood makes me feel good. Okie dokie, Smokey. And so some other problems that blood consumption is used to treat are uh, migraines, stomach pain, Crohn's disease, celiac disease, gastritis, inflammation of the GI tract, and joint pain. No, oh, I got that IBS. Oh, anything going with the pooper, I suppose. Tootin'. So whatever, it's working. Sounds good, right? I don't know. It doesn't. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh, how how much blood do they do they drink? Yeah. How much blood yeah. do you think they drink? Um, you know what? The, it probably, I'll be a, you probably have a little bit more of an inside scoop than most. But. It probably looks like they drink a lot, but it's probably only like uh like ten cc's, which is ten milliliters. I was. I mean, I was gonna. I don't know what that means. I was gonna be yeah. like a teaspoon to a tablespoon. Yeah, you're, that's you're close. Okay. okay, you guys are both on on point. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so most feedings are about one to two tablespoons. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wait, Heather and I have to high five really yeah, quick. Yeah, high five. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I'm the fully. I love that. Yeah, the fully artist. Uh, but there was there was one report from one person that Browning followed who would drink between like six shots and a cup to treat her IBS, which is a lot of blood. Oh my God. Like a day? No. At a time. At a time though. Yeah. Most feedings, um, some people would feed the rig kind of regular amount, I guess the one to two tablespoons, maybe a few times a week, but for most people it seemed to be every couple weeks to Mm. like every few months. It wasn't like a every every day Like where the beast was taking over and you have to feed every day. Uh, But obviously you guys didn't think it was going to be a lot of blood anyway, but some people may think that they're just feeding and draining. So why would you not drink more blood if a little bit of blood makes you feel good when a lot of blood make you feel real good? No. Doesn't would it does a lot of blood just make you feel sick? It does make you feel Uh real sick. It's it's because of the iron in the blood. Yeah, it It, seems like you licked a penny. And if you have more than a few tablespoons, it'll probably make you sick. It'll probably make you throw up. It'll give you stomach ache. It'll make you nauseous. Yeah, because you're not supposed to drink blood. You are not supposed to drink blood. And your shits will be really disgusting. Uh, and if you drink like a like if you really overdo it on the iron, you can go into heat. Here, Heather, I'm going to need you to uh to to word check me. Uh, hemochromatosis. Yeah, the very oh, good. That yeah. sounds like a word. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Hemo- actually. Hemochromatosis and. The longstanding effects of having that disease are an increased risk of heart disease, liver disease, and diabetes. Wow. So that's pretty severe consequences yeah. to Don't drink blood. Don't don't it's this disease sounds kind of like okay, I'm okay, I shouldn't say disease. Not really disease, but it sounds kind of like pica. Where I was gonna say that, yeah. Yeah, you crave something that's not supposed to be eaten you know you're not supposed to eat blood no i was gonna say it does sound like it almost sounds like it's a form of pica yeah yeah like some a kind of obsessive compulsive well it's that- a form of ocd isn't it no pica is where you crave to eat things that are not edible oftentimes it's clay and a lot of times it's uh when women that are people should i say that are pregnant it happens to them uh like they'll like want to drink like nail polish or they'll, they'll not maybe do it but they'll get the urge to yeah. do yeah. it the overwhelming kind urge. of like the my strange addiction kind of yeah thing. like like the like eating chalk yeah clay yeah. is always brought up clay is a proper one hair. yeah paper yeah totally there was once a girl that was like all about um eating oh yeah it was chalk sorry yeah that was the one i was thinking of she was just eating like you know 
rods and rods of chalk. So yeah, this this uh, blood eating sounds like that. And um, ugh, when you shit, when you eat like a really, really raw steak and there's blood in it and you shit, your shit smells terrible. Like, I don't know if you know what carnivore shit smell like. like it smells if you, bad. If you go to the zoo and you smell a tiger shit or a lion shit versus like a deer shit, it smells terrible. Whereas a deer shit doesn't really smell like anything. Like cat shit. Cat shit smells bad. Yeah, cat yeah. shit smells bad. Especially if you feed your cat a raw diet, which I, I, my cats don't really seem to be into that kind of food. I'm hey, always that's- like, I try to get my cat like a little bit of salmon. I'm cooking a salmon. They're like, yeah, I don't want that. Raw diet's how they get toxoplasmosis. Oh, is it? I believe they already have it. And I yeah. have it. I think I, I'm pretty sure I contracted it when I was like three. We're poisoned so, or yeah. all of our brains have toxoplasmosis because we're just like such cat ladies. All right. So does this help anybody? <laughs> no. Well, in blood's defense, in the defense of blood. <laughs> uh, That's a lot of the way it sounds. I know. I know. That's why de- I, I pause for dramatic effect. De- defense of blood. I'm a storyteller. Uh, blood is highly nutritious. No. It's, it's got nutrients in it. Still don't eat it, though. Oh, but just let me finish my thought. I. And it is a natural laxative. Ugh. So people, it could very well help people who have gastrointestinal issues. Whatever. You get a bunch of Rambo shit. There's other ways you can help people with gastrointestinal that issues. That doesn't mean that this could not also help. Humera. <laughs> That's bad. I would much rather drink blood than take Humera. Oh, okay, yeah. There we go. There's mention Humera in every episode. That's the J. That's the J. You're, we're going to get sued. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Trademark. Whatever. If anything, they should be giving me money. Humera is free publicity for free. Humera is great. Yeah, I just said I would, I would rather drink blood than take Humera. You can give it for anything. You got a blood addiction? Humera. <laughs> right? It's for everything. Do you I'm, think you're a vampire? Oh, no, 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 no. Humera, you could take it for that. Plaque psoriasis, blood addiction, vampirism. Sanguinarianism. Morgellons disease. Humera. No. Oh. <laughs> and then there's another theory non-humera based that people whose bodies can't absorb nutrients from food can draw the dissolved nutrients from the blood this is a theory not proven though it's not proven yeah, like how many how many studies have been done like, i don't know how many shit to me yeah it's i that's why i said theorized not as a fact okay okay the laxative is true though i guess eating blood will make you poop yeah um right like i said rambo shits but there, there are those within the sanguinarian community. There is actually a woman who, I don't know if this is her sanguinarian name or her real name or just a pen name, but she goes by Kinesia. Uh, yeah. Kinesia? She made that Kinesia. up for herself. Yeah. I, it might be a birth name. So, hey, Kinesia. I'm hey. sure you're listening. Hey, girl. But, and she's somebody who's, who's trying to look for genetic answers for this. Oh, cool. And I, I went on her website. She runs a website called sanguinarians.com. And she's uh, she's not um, trained in the medical profession or in the scientific research, but she's trying to kind of learn and do it on her own. Mm-hmm. And all of the articles were way too fucking science based for me and my little head could not handle them. Oh, shit. But if you're interested in looking into the science of the gene mutations that she's looking into, um, sanguinarians.com. Totes. And... But uh, she submitted her information to a few of those kind of gene analyzation websites like 
23 and me and there's another one that she mentioned yeah so trying to i guess isolate things to see if there's a reason why i want to drink blood yeah uh, it sounds like confirmation bias that's <laughs> me i i'm i remain skeptical that's eh. i think i'm i'm thinking with you justine agreed i think uh, she's looking for a certain answer yeah, and she's so gonna find like, it. Oh, you have this gene. It means you're a vampire. You have the vampire <laughs> gene. That's the coolest gene to have. I, I mean, I don't think it's not cool. Next to having the Billy D. Williams gene. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are even there's uh quite a few people within the community who they don't want to be doing this. Like, it's probably incredibly inconvenient, and there's obviously the huge taboo, and you don't want to get outed as a as a vampire in the community, especially if you have kids or something like that. It's like they must vampire, then but why they... are they doing it? Because they, ha- they must. They they because they must. But they sound like they're brainwashed. It's well, like serial killers. You must. And and oh. a lot of them like even acknowledge that this very well may be psychosomatic. However, they're kind of that's unable to. So so it's like this insatiable craving. That's why it sounds sexual. And to they've me. given themselves over to it. Well, no, I mean. There are people who are sexually into it, but not, some people are just like, oh, I got to go take my medicine, which is Marty's blood. <laughs> Marty's blood. I got to take two cc's of Marty. <laughs> so that's about what I got. And I guess my hot take on this is it's definitely gross. <laughs> it's, it's definitely sick. weird, but it seems like. For the most part, people are doing this in a safe fashion and they're not hurting anybody. And I guess that's fine. And I also really hope that there's a fucking vampire gene. Yeah, same. I agree with uh, co-sign all of that. Yeah. Ditto. So, okay. So you said that um, there are uh, like it's that there it's believed that there are small groups of these people in like basically every major city. Were you able to find any um evidence of a pittsburgh chapter i did not look into a pittsburgh chapter but i did find like what was the top 10 vampire cities in, in the united oh, states oh, and, and pittsburgh did not make the list i figured we're oh. so gloomy that we would have made the list oh no that doesn't surprise me because pittsburgh's like not even the top 50 largest cities in the country I know, but so. we're like one of the gloomiest darkest cities but we're, not, Seattle but we're not on goth. seattle's on the list yeah atlanta is one of the top ones new orleans is one of the Obviously. top ones yeah well, I went to I went to Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, uh, last month, and it is what they all say. It's 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 so um overcast and just damp, just damp everywhere. And we actually would we drove through Forks, which is the Twilight Town. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in like you know the vampire area out there, if you will. Um, <laughs> Did you see anybody glittering in the sunlight? Glistening in the sun. Yeah, we stopped there to get gas, and the um the person that worked at the Sunoco was just glistening. Hmm. <laughs> glistening and glittering and i was like "Ooh, vampires <laughs> vampires all over this town oh, forks boy. forks washington uh i love the pacific northwest so that was beautiful so okay i have, I have another comment oh. what do we what do we think the uh, venn diagram is of people who believe in drinking blood and people who are um anti-vaccinations oh no i Bet there's a crossover there. I would hope there. Oh, I bet oh, there's a crossover there. It just it just sounds like the same kind of pseudoscience, like believing in, you know, like the same people who think like essential oils will cure, yeah, everything oh. that ails you. 
I'm sure there is definitely uh, an intersection of essential oils people's uh, sanguinarians and anti-vaxxers. I for mean, sure. there is a lid for every pot, right? Sure, whatever. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So, anything else, JB? Is that the end of the story? That's that's all I got. I could have I could have researched this forever. I thought it was actually a really interesting thing to read about. So this is reminding me, I don't know if you remember this, or if you came across this on your research, but Jenny Jones, back in the day, who was leave like... The, leave the Death Rock kids alone. Oh my God. leave the, Jenny Jones, leave the Death Rock kids alone. So there was this iconic episode where she had these, uh, like, quote, same thing you're describing, these modern day vampires on, and they talked about um, drinking each other's blood and stuff like that. Uh, but it was back in the day, uh, it was back in like the early 90s. When everybody 80s. was a vampire in the 90s. <laughs> well, I'm saying that like the AIDS crisis was going on and yeah. people didn't really like, you know, there weren't really good drugs for them and like prep and stuff didn't exist. So he was way scarier back then. Mm-hmm. And I can understand like that's like, obviously there was testing and stuff like that, but like Nowadays, with uh, the modern blood testing and stuff, I have a lot easier time saying, okay, whatever, do what you do, boo. You know, it's it, as long as you test yourself and everybody like all these bloodborne pathogens, you know, and your blood is clean, you know, that's fine. Whatever is happening between like two or more consenting adults is their business. Uh, is it for me? No, it's fucking gross. Like, no, ew. Like, no. Imagine a woman that drinks a cup of blood. No, it's making me nauseous just That's thinking so about it. That's so much blood. Oh. No. It's fucking nasty, does, man. Does she just like gulp it? Or she just, she just be like, drinking it? And she, said, she says that helps her IBS. I feel like if that's a laxative, that's going to make you go shit your ass. Yeah, well... Ugh. Uh, but go back and watch those Jenny Jones episodes on YouTube. They're they're very good, by the way. We're seeing those like like the old like the goths and the punk rock kids that were mm. brought on Jenny Jones back in the day. Nowadays, you watch clips from there and you're just like, these people are awesome. I want to see where they are now. You know, can we please see where they are now? Are they just as cool as they were back then? Because when I was watching them as I was a kid, like when I was home for the summertime, you know, you're watching daytime TV. And I'm like a 10 year old and I'm watching Jenny Jones and I'm just like, oh, these like older teenagers. They're so bad. Look at these bad teenagers. You I want to be a vampire. Yeah. Look at these naughty teenagers. And then they always did a makeover. Remember, they did a makeover of them, you know, and like they made them look quote unquote normal, whatever that is. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm sure those people all turn out to be like cool people in the future. On another on a, the same topic of these vampires on TV. Uh, and I brought the I've brought this show up before, which I, I think Heather's already expressed that she does not want to watch this show. She doesn't mm. like it. But Dark mm. Tourist. Oh, yeah. it's not that I don't like it. It's, it's just, just not for you. Watched it. It's just not for you. I have watched it. I've just it has not tickled my pickle. Well, and that's okay. But anyway, he did uh David Ferrier did do um one his one show, one of the episodes he he went to New Orleans and 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 talked to i i think it must have been these same he it sounds like these same people mm-hmm. that they really did drink blood um it they would they were very like theat it was very theatrical too they definitely these people were definitely like leaning into the yeah, whole the like, vampire thing vampire thing so when you were like looking into this did that seem to be like a common motif or were some people like just like basically normal and like and yeah in my spare time i drink blood yeah it, it seemed at least in in browning's research that most of it was I believe I'm not going to it's not a quote, 
but more or less the gist of a statement was they weren't any weirder or more crazy than anybody else he'd ever met. So it wasn't like they didn't have like what, goth, what, goth tendencies. They didn't like, have that. Those people existed. That most people were just just people who were living their lives, live working regular jobs, wearing pants. There's probably people that are into like shit that sounds way wearing less pants. dangerous that are actually way more dangerous. You know. Cough, evangelical Christians cough, you yeah. know, essentially. So whatever, do what you do, boo. Like I said, that's that's fine. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I personally wish they were all Victorian style Anne Rice vampires. Oh my god, have for you my guys, personal amusement, but homework. I was just gonna say homework, uh, listeners. If you have not read or watched Interview with the Vampire, highly recommend. Oh yeah, highly recommend. I think I mentioned it last week when I was talking about the the graveyards in New Orleans and stuff. But it's great. Before she like got all like Christiany and like bleh, she uh, was amazing as a writer and. Uh, that was a great book and a great movie. And it had Kiki Dunst as like a 10 year old. My girl, Kiki Dunst. Yeah. And then like a 10 year old playing like a 10 year old in a 30 year old's body, which is creepy and terrible. Well, she, more than 30 year old. She gets to be she like hundreds old. of years old. Oh, yeah. True. Well, anyway, but still, yes. She's immortal, baby. But you got. OK, so you got Antonio Banderas. You got uh, you got Brad Pitt. You got Tom Cruise. Kiki Dunst. Who else? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Christian Slater. That was yeah. the last one I'm throwing, trying to think of. But like the 90s, like who's who of the 90s oh, yeah. are in there. So if uh, you're looking for a last minute, um, quote unquote, like scary horror movie to watch for Halloween. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a great one to go with. Interview with a vampire. Cool. So do you guys want to wrap this up? Uh, does yeah. anybody have uh, what is the sickest thing of the week in a good way? Uh, I changed my hair color today. Oh, yeah. It oh, is it look- today? It's very cute. Like, it it is very literally fresh. just happened. Describe. Oh, well, okay. So up until recently, I had like half blonde hair. Now I, I've done a sort of autumnal red situation. So that's it. Yeah. It looks good. It is very seasonal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JB? Um. Oh, I, I went and visited my friend in Boston last week. Oh, yeah. And it was a really fun time. And I went to a haunted house and I ran around in a corn maze and I screamed (laughs) at stuff. You went leaf peeping in New England. I went leaf peeping and them leaves were looking real good. Yeah. 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 I feel like we don't get good leaves here, really. I think our leaves look pretty good. Actually, I was telling my friend when I was there, I was like, it actually honestly doesn't look that different in Western PA. I was like, but these are different leaves because I don't live here. So they're better. And they have mountains. We we just have hills. We have the Appalachians, which are not that high. They also yeah. have the, they're all the Appalachians. Well, they, the pointier Appalachians. They have the pointier ones. Okay. The more majestic ones. Still the same Appalachians. They have the Adirondacks. They're different, so they're better. All right. Um. Uh. So I guess my sickest thing of the week in the good way. I don't know. You're on spookycation. I'm on spooky vacation. It's pretty tight, butthole. That is pretty great. I really enjoy. Uh, I I specifically take a week off vacation, a week off work in October every year, just to like hang out and like have like enjoy the month of October, and it's been pretty awesome. That's great. Uh, so yeah, I painted my dining room black, and I've been watching a lot of scary movies, and uh, it's been great. You picked up some good taxidermy at a. Yeah, at a prop sale. Oh yeah, we went to another prop sale. So uh, Justine so and I. It was for a manhunt 
yeah. Atlanta Bomber, which will be on TV at some point. Yeah, I don't know what channel is it. Is it like AMC? I don't, AMC? I don't, I don't fucking know. I watch, I've seen the Unabomber one. I think Did you on, watch it? It's on Netflix, I think. Oh. But I don't know where it airs originally. But yeah, Discovery, I a, maybe. I bought a deer pelt. Yeah. I got a deer pelt. And I got a chandelier. Oh, my God. They, these prop sales. So in Pittsburgh. They're so good. I, in Pittsburgh, I guess they, they have um, tax credits for filming. So it's it's cheap to film here. They have a lot of like filming yeah, we here get, on we location. Get a de- we need to get a decent amount of productions. I imagine these prop sales happen anywhere that there's a lot of productions. Right. So I'm guessing Atlanta has a bunch. New, oh. York, New York must have like thousands oh. of them. Oh, my God. Um, it has to be amazing. I'm sure Vancouver has lots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. That's where Riverdale is. Could you imagine buying the Riverdale like season three props? By Cheryl's, you know, Cheryl's wardrobe. Oh, my God. Uh, But yeah, these these prop sales from these because we previously went to the Mindhunter prop sale. And that's where I got Carl Satan, which is my taxidermy deer head, amongst other things. They are like the best place to like thrift shop. It's so much fun. The best prices. Because there's like tons of shit. You could haggle. And a lot of it, like, uh, it's not even all necessarily used on camera. Like, I think some of it is just stuff that they had sourced. Oh, I watched all of Mindhunter and I did not see Carl Satan in yeah. any episode. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure. And even if he was like, he was it was probably like blurry in the background of some like restaurant or, right. or bars like yeah and that's but i mean who ca- who gives a shit and, but then sometimes i will say especially the mine hunter one there was definitely like some props that were like marked with signs of like yeah like this box of stuff like these are the t-shirts that were in um yeah. holden's drawer yeah, jonathan groff's you know his character's <laughs> bedroom this is the t-shirts that were in his bedroom i specifically remember that too yeah anyway so if you ever come across one of those prop sales you should go because it's like fucking awesome oh That's my god so yeah. interesting so many good deals to be had oh yeah i got like this giant poster print of like this like uh, late 1800s beer advertisement. It's, it's cute. It's it's huge. It's framed like frame like framed nicely behind glass. Twenty bucks. Yeah, it's a great place to get uh, yeah. frames general. Even if you don't like the picture, take the picture out. Mm-hmm. Great place to get like massive frames on the cheap. Uh, I'm all about bargain hunting because I only I'm a newish homeowner and I'm trying to decorate this house and uh, everything I have pretty much is second hand. It was either second hand or a gift. Jesus Christ, we're millennials. That's the way we are. Can't afford anything new, huh? It's okay. It's it's better. Less it's wasteful. Better. It's yeah, I agree. Less wasteful. Oh, for sure. I love I upcycling things. Community thrift. Can I plug my favorite thrift store? Community thrift. Okay. Sure. Let's wrap this shit up. Justine, hit me with Lincoln Bio. Lincoln Bio. All right. Well friends you're listening to us right now if you haven't already why don't you go ahead and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you found us that's just fine and if you liked what you heard please you know give us a five-star review because that would be super sweet oh we would love that we would love to hear from you so much please write a review even if it's short even if it's one sentence um, and speaking of, you know, getting in touch with us, you can also you can tweet at us. We're at that sick pod. Uh, you can send us messages and comments on Instagram at that sick podcast. If there's any topics you would like us to cover, you can email us at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. We would be more than happy to do your bidding. We are your research monkeys. Absolutely. We are. Oh, my God. This that's every week i think i know some shit and then i learn some shit every week i'm like oh i know about elizabeth like, bathory i, I don't know, know anything <laughs> and i didn't know 
know. I didn't know. I didn't know. So that's great. Okay, guys. So until next week, don't drink more than one tablespoon of blood per day because that's, that's sick. sick.